Welcome to Sunday Sessions. It's 6th of September, 2020. And thank you for joining me for another Sunday Sessions, our weekly time of exploring nature-based folklore and connecting this to your favorite tree or garden sanctuary and the three pillars of these Sunday sessions remind you again, it's exploring nature-centered folklore, applying that folklore mindfully outside in your chosen sanctuary, and they could be a tree or garden sanctuary, and the third, to express your visions through your writing, art, craft, performance, problem solving, and vocation. Now, today's session, um, it's the season for it, really. Uh, today is a focus on our harvest from this uh, summer. Uh, so this is our harvest home gathering. You can actually show off your gardening, your results, uh, your success, and all of the harvest you brought in or bringing in uh, to keep you safe through the winter. That's the people in the Northern Hemisphere, obviously. Now, today's guests and features, now I'm doing something a little bit different. Um, I asked for people to come on live today or to send me pre-recorded videos. What we ended up doing was setting up live interviews on other days because everyone that I wanted on the show here, they were doing things today, so they couldn't come on live. So we tried the interviews, and I hadn't done that before, uh, not with this platform. So the first interview I did, sadly, it didn't record. Uh, second interview came out beautifully, and you'll be able to see that shortly. And the third one, unfortunately, the person couldn't plug through. But let's try this again, and I hope you enjoy this new sort of slant on what we're doing. Now, today's guests, uh, we've got um, Trista Haggerty. Um, she's of the Hawk Circle uh, Wilderness uh, Education. And we have uh, Bridget Foy. Uh, she uh, is local, Flynn's Cottage. Absolutely wonderful garden. I'm always uh, jealous. Uh, I hope she doesn't mind me saying, got sun in Taurus. I always find people with sun in Taurus, especially women, it's as if they just go out into the garden, wave a wand, and the garden behaves and comes out with lots of flowers and uh, moves into an amazing yield. And uh, then uh, we've got uh, Kate and Alan Burrows. Uh, incredibly, uh, their story is quite incredible actually alan was very busy doing something else so we've really just got kate but uh, i'll dedicate this to both of them there they are there's a picture of both of them and then joan lindsay unfortunately couldn't uh uh get onto this but i'm definitely going to say a little bit uh about her because i think contacting her the courses she does learning from her i think uh, you'd find it fascinating and she's a lovely woman uh anyway so uh, before I continue, I think I'll uh, see who's with us. Um, who? Uh, how are we doing here? I hope uh, you're receiving this uh, loud and clear here. Uh, Shell, how are you doing? Uh, Shell here, great. Lovely uh, that you joined. Good day to you too. Very wet and blustery. Yeah, well, I'm kind of taking a chance out here. There's a big black cloud over. And I'm just hoping it doesn't come down, but I'm in the um, live willow can. So hopefully that will uh, protect us. So uh, to um, 
move on here. Um, Trista Haggerty. Let's get on with uh, Trista here. Um, another, I love this uh, picture of her here. Uh, if you go to tristahaggerty.com, you'll find out uh, quite a bit uh, about her from there. And uh, the Hawk Circle and also the work that she does uh, herself, uh, the Grail, uh, Grail Circle. Fascinating, wonderful woman, wonderful gentlewoman. Uh, that was the interview that kind of didn't quite work out, but she's got uh, amazing woodlands. So we'll have Trista on uh, with an interview next uh, week, which is actually a tree sanctuary is the subject. A lovely video anyway that she sent in. So I'm going to attempt to get this on for you. And this is uh, Trista giving an introduction to her harvest. Here's where we grow most of our vegetables. We used to keep a really big garden, but, and we found that some of our having small gardens and really packing in the food, it was easier to tend to. So these are plants, kale and beets, collard greens behind them, that I planted as early as the end of April. That's about the earliest we can plant up here, but I've been harvesting from them all summer long. We've got Brussels sprouts still growing, and this is a small patch of broccoli, but we've been harvesting from this all summer. Now we're letting it go to seed. We've got cabbage in the background and our big wall of green beans. And then as you can see, we've just have these little areas of more gardens, tomatoes in the background and pumpkin plants kind of sprawling all over the yard right now. And over here, not too far from the kitchen door, is what I call my smoothie and salad garden. Got lots of parsley, uh, my old queen mullen plant that is going into her period of rest. One last celery plant. And we've got different lettuce and we've got cilantro that we're letting to go to seed so we can do some seed saving. But these are all vegetables, plants that are right outside my door that are easy to grab in the morning and throw into the blender or come out and pick for a nice salad. Here's a view of our valley. We live in a very long valley. Many parts of this area remind me of Ireland, which is, I think, one of the reasons I feel so at home in both places. We're really lucky here to have a lot of wild food. We have wild grapes growing all over the place. And I use the wild grapes to make jelly and also hippocras. The grapes are way too sour to just eat on their own, but they're great in jelly and hippocras. And for those of you who don't know what hippocras is, it's herbal infused wine. And we have lots of elderberry bushes, but it's so difficult to get to the berries before the birds do. So that's one thing we've got to figure out. You can see here, they're already picked over by all the birds. Sumac is another plant that we work with. They're small trees. This is a little bit past its time doing anything with it. You really need to kind of harvest these and um, 
probably about July, mid-July. But these are considered berries, sumac berries. And I've made jelly out of them. <coughs> and you can also make a tea out of it that and serve it cold. A lot of people call it sumac lemonade. It has kind of a, a little bit of a, like a lemony flavor, really refreshing. These grow wild all over our place too. Here's some more wild food. We've got lots of blackberries. Some still haven't ripened and some has. And again, we have to compete with the chipmunks and the birds and all sorts of other animals that come and grab these blackberries. Here's another wild food that we collect, although not many berries this year, but this is a, these are nanny berries. They kind of taste a little bit like a prune. They're very small. They've got a flat seed inside. So you've got to collect a lot of them if you're going to do anything. But I, I made them into this um, nanny berry like plum sauce one year that I poured over top of a pound cake. And it was so yummy. It has such a unique flavor. There's one of the berries that's still green. All right, that's, that must be it. Now I've got to work out how I take that off. There we go. Great. I hope you enjoyed that uh, from Trista. A lovely little uh, combination. I see several of you have joined in now, which is lovely to see who we got. Kimberly, who's decided to come in on the YouTube this time. Uh, great. Thank you for joining from Yuri there, uh, Victoria. And Kiss joined in. Fantastic. Lovely to see you. He's coming to Ireland soon. Donna, good morning to you uh, in New Mexico there. Uh, there's quite a few of you. Let's see. I uh, hope this is coming through loud and clear. Someone's got sunny New York. Uh, Sandra Elizabeth, great. Good to see you. And um, herbal-infused wine. Uh, Donna Johnson. Oh, yeah, that was, <laughs> that was on Trista's. Thank you. Yes. Uh, that was uh yeah a few good cracks over there i'm sure and uh kimberly uh, uh joining again thank you very much and donna again oh lovely we'll move on uh, to the next uh lovely guest here uh no interview uh this is um moving on to bridget foy the one that i'm jealous of the garden she just met the wand weaver the garden i mean look at those roses i mean they're so typical uh and uh one thing uh very generous we usually have this harvest home gathering here at Karakrori, and people come along they use the tree labyrinth use the labyrinth and then we have a lovely crack and uh we have a kind of a bit of a a feasty thing there and see that basket there with the goodies that's what um bridget came in with with uh, the, her basket of uh veggies there and I, I i think i made the pastries and other people turned up so that is so typical of uh, what happens here uh, pre-covid so i hope you're enjoying munching uh, delicious homemade snacks from produce from your own garden uh in in gratitude for your harvest 
and pretend that we're all with you and all around your table and having a crack. Very difficult, I suppose, uh, having the screen on the table. Hi, everybody. Pass the sort, please. Pass the, uh, the carrot ketchup or whatever you're using. A little bit awkward, um, but it's the best we can do at the moment, and I hope you're kind of enjoying that. So I'm going to go on to another video. As I say, this is uh, Bridget Foy, Flynn's Cottage. Uh, absolutely beautiful. Uh, this is uh, Bridget. Bridget Foy with sound. Here she goes. Hello, my name is Bridget Foy, and um, I live in Flynn's Cottage near Balnamine in County Roscommon. And I just want to share a bit about harvest and harvesting and uh, time of year, which is very special after working all year hard in the garden. This is the payoff time. So these are just a few things I make. Although this is the first year I've made fireweed syrup. Uh, fireweed is um, rose bay willow herb which is very common. It grows about four or five feet tall and uh, you often see it on waste ground. But it makes the most delicious syrup, um, which is like honey. So for anybody that's vegan, this would be a great alternative if you don't want to eat um, regular honey. Um, I grow a lot of fruit here. Um, so I make jam, gooseberry and elderflower, which is a combination of grown fruit and elderflowers from the wild. Uh, just a berry jam black currant and strawberries from the garden all made this year um tomatoes which i'll make some of those into pasta sauces and the rest i'll eat fresh um this is a fermented garlic and honey mix so the honey is from just up the road from my neighbors and uh, i grew the garlic myself that's very good for throats and uh, coughs and all that in these COVID times, it'll be useful. Um, this is um, marigold oil, marigold soaked in almond oil, which is excellent for any skin conditions. Also make tinctures, hawthorn, great for the, anything to do with the heart. And plantain is also good for um, respiratory issues. Um, here I have my cider vinegar bubbling away. I make this every year and I haven't bought any cider vinegar for years. So yeah, it's all right. More produce from the garden, apples, onions, garlic. I usually grow enough of that from one year to the next. So we pop out to the garden and see what happens. There's me, couple of my doggies. There's the other one and my recently tiled floor from scrap tiles. So my nothing to do with the harvest, but some of my onions drying. I used to go over to the polytunnel. A lot of stuff has been harvested now and I've planted new salad crops for the winter. Um, uh, the oriental greens are great for doing any Irish winter. This is lemon verbena, great for teas all year round, and I've dried a lot of that already. Carrots, which I'll use over the winter, and I have more planted in the spaces. More tomatoes to come. 
um, chilly, but they may be a bit late. Broccoli. I always leave a couple of the summer broccolis and then, you know, they produce little shoots throughout the winter. So you're always guaranteed at least one broccoli meal a week. Uh, this is garlic chives and leeks. So should be enough there for the winter. Leek and potato soup. I have my potatoes growing over here. They're dying down now. I hope naturally. I hope. I hope it's not blight, but I think it's just natural die down. And um, should have been off there to see me up to Christmas anyway. And then I have winter cabbages here, kale, a plenty, Brussels sprouts over there. Now, this is a plant called Mashua, or Mashua, I'm not sure the correct pronunciation. It's one of these South American tubers. I haven't actually eaten it yet, but I look forward to trying that in the winter. And then it's a perennial in the sense that you carry on with the tubers from one year to the next. You just um, use your tubers. So once you have it, that's it. That's my propagation area. Um some potatoes in bags which we tried out and taken them out yet either so yeah it's a great time of the year it's fantastic still have flowers growing and um yeah what can i say happy harvest hi i trust you enjoyed that tour um, of flynn's cottage by its owner and keeper uh, bridget foy there you only saw a little bit what she does. I just think it's complete magic. How she does it is amazing. I, I'm going to have to get a wand from the same place as her. And uh, Donna, thank you, uh, referring to the Navajo people with the Sumac Lemonade. Uh, yes, uh, I'm glad you made a reference to that. I had to look at what Sumac was, and I'm surprised that I've not grown that when I lived uh, in the USA. And uh, Thank you all for joining this. And... Definitely talk about your garden harvest in the comments there. Uh, I'd love to hear from you uh, regarding that. But before further ado, let's uh, move on to the next uh, video here. This is interesting. Kate and Alan Burrows. And, uh, well, we're going to talk about the produce. Uh, here's Kate uh, with a, a lovely – she's got greens. It's amazing. And you'll hear her talking about uh, those. They've only been at this a little while, I should be talking about. And they have this uh, lovely pop-up shop here, uh, Happy Jacks. And that's only been going for a few weeks, but it's a, a roaring success. But uh, what uh, first time I saw Kate, she's a basket weaver. And she teaches people uh, basket making. This was at a Woodland Festival uh, that was uh, last year. Uh, absolutely fascinating. I'm having a little panic out here. It's actually starting to rain, so... Excuse me if I'm uh, running around uh, covering stuff. I hope I don't have to uh, shorten this because of rain. At the moment, I think we can just about uh, handle it. Anyway, uh, Kate uh, couldn't have an interview here uh, just now uh, today because um, she apparently is doing a basket-making course this afternoon online. But I, this is we did have an interview yesterday morning. So I'm going to move over to uh, the an interview with her, and uh, that's 
that's the website, and it's going to be an introduction to our Happy Jack's uh, Market Garden. So next up, if I can maneuver around the keys uh, in the rain, uh, give me a second here. Here's an interview here that I had yesterday uh, with Kate. Uh, fascinating stuff, I tell you. Is it just you or is Alan here? Is Alan with I'm you? I'm afraid he's, he's a bit busy at the moment, so you've just got me, I'm afraid. Uh, how is the garden? You're still pulling a lot from it? It's definitely slowed down very visibly in the last week or so. You can see that autumn is upon us and um, things like the squash plants are definitely dying back and the, you know, the growth has slowed considerably, um, which I wasn't expecting it to do that that quickly. You know, I sell a lot of my produce, so um, I'm hoping to string it out as long as possible and get my squashes to go nice and orange and what have you. But we'll ah. see. It all depends on the weather, doesn't it? it uh, did your uh, squashes go orange last year? Um, I didn't grow any last year. Um, ah. We were up in the air with somewhere to live last year. So I've only built my garden this April. I started this April. Oh, amazing. Because... The one thing I've not achieved yet, I've had a couple of goes at growing squashes outside and I've never got as far as orange squashes yet. So I was wondering what no. the secret was of outdoor orange squashes. You'll be seeing a picture. I've got a little picture of the pop-up shop they've got, Happy Jacks, which is Kate and Alan's uh, wee, lovely wee uh, farm shop. Uh, when did you get that going? Literally about six weeks ago. We've only just done it. Um, I yeah, we went, you know, everything's been different this year. I'm, I'm more of a basket weaver usually, really. And I was going to be learning how to do um, woven coffins and things this year. Um, but, you know, what with the, the virus and everything, things have taken a different turn. And I ended up planting up this market garden. And um, the farm shop was a bit of a whim, and it's really taken off like mad. And we're now supplying restaurants and doing a pop-up shop in the village and a farm shop down the end of the drive. People are ordering veg boxes from me. I was, you know, I just it's just sort of sprung out of nowhere. You've got a restaurant taking on your food as well, haven't you? Yeah, yeah there's a lovely there's... restaurant in the village um, oh. called the Stone, the Old Stone House in Ballinlock, and um, they're a top-class restaurant, and they're taking um, my edible flowers and um anything i can give them they're just lapping it up and loving my bodies which absolutely fills me with happiness one thing i thought i've seen i've seen kate somewhere before and then you pointed me to the video of the um sort of hobbit house you had uh, was it in taunton yeah. or was it in cornwall no it was um in devon in between it was the two. In devon, between the two amazing yeah, yeah. Uh, so when was that when did you move out from there or had to move out. Um, it was, yeah, two and a half years ago now. We came over here on a whim. We'd never been to Ireland before, um, but a house came up here, and we we just leapt at it and took took that leap into the unknown. And we haven't looked back. We love it here. We absolutely love it in Ireland. That's amazing. Two and a half years to actually get a house, move in, and start a market garden. That is absolutely tremendous. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I am feeling a bit frayed around the edges right now, as I probably look at. <laughs> what you've got, I'm sort of in awe because each year I try and extend by a couple of 
raised beds. And I've, you know, in 12 years, I've sort of got like an eighth of the, <laughs> eighth of the production that you've got from that. So I, <laughs> goodness. And now I hear that in two I, and a half years. That's tremendous. That's really an incredible harvest celebration on your part. I'm so chuffed. I, I wasn't expecting it, John. I really wasn't. But I'm so obsessed with it. Um, I'm out there every minute of the day. And um, even some days, you know, I've got fibromyalgia and some days I can't hardly haul myself across the garden and I'll do it on my hands and knees because I just love it so much. And I wasn't expecting it to be such a success. And it's all down to the no dig method, really, which I've been doing. I've never used it before. But I basically pile up cardboard and put used mushroom compost on the top and grow straight into that. And it's been so successful. Everything takes off. I've not had slug problems. I've not had press problems. I don't use any chemicals or pesticides. I don't even use slug pellets or anything. And it's just, you know, it's just flown. Absolutely flown. You know, Alan, with the uh, charcoal, uh, what is the position yeah. of the charcoal? Well, uh, we'll be making some soon. How do you actually distribute it, or is it just the spills up a sack or something? Well, we used we used to sell it in the UK at market. We've not tried selling okay. it here yet. Um, okay. So we'll probably just sell it on our stall or our market stall, or put it on online. You know, on our website, something like that. Obviously, the grilling time is perhaps out of the way, but the way I use it is that. Uh, we sometimes like to light up the fire in the centre of the the, uh, the tree labyrinth. There's a live willow can, and so it tends to get used all year round. And after now until next May, it's very difficult to get decent charcoal. It's rubbish if you get it. So that'd be nice uh, to actually have that on hand. Yeah, it's the cheap crap. The cheap crap comes from deforestation of rainforests and it's often glued back together you know it's like particles that are glued together not proper yeah. stuff and okay, we also make biochar and artist charcoal as well with the willows that i have left over from weaving well that's an interesting thing the artist charcoal that's uh, that's a good thing to know as well oh great mm. uh, so anyway we'll put this on tomorrow and it was lovely seeing you and hearing you Bye. I hope you enjoyed Kate there. And uh, without further ado, I'm going to go on to uh, Kate's uh, garden. Now, when I uh, ask people to submit uh, videos, and it happened with everyone, uh, I, a couple of them redone the videos, but it was a bit too late uh, with Kate, is obviously this is in landscape, but everybody was sending their videos in portrait. And I did read uh, somewhere a couple of days ago, the reason people film in portrait is when they hold their phones, uh, they, they feel as if they're holding a chocolate bar. So whether that, uh, how much of that is true anyway. But with Kate's, uh, this is going to be in the portrait, and I've given it a black background. But I think you'll, I'm sure you will enjoy it. But I'd love you to submit uh, videos, but see if you can remember to actually turn the phone around uh, that would be all oh, that way that'd be wonderful thanks very much uh, but anyway I think this is a lovely video and hopefully we won't be jinxed as I was with that last one so here it comes up this is uh, 
Kate's going to show you around uh, her garden and what is producing uh, right now. I'm just talking about what I've been harvesting so far and preserving, and I've done lots of beetroot chutney and plum jam and rhubarb and ginger jam. Um, I also had a glut of um, black currants that I turned into jam they turned out really nice so i'll be putting all of those away in the store cupboard and i've already harvested a few squash and um dried the seeds out in a slow oven and they're really tasty and crunchy i've been making kombucha right there it looks a bit odd doesn't it it's a mushroom scooby fermented tea type thing which is really good for your gut flora. So those are some of the things I've been doing in the kitchen so far. And I do sell a few bits as well. So um, I haven't got as much today as I did have yesterday. And the other thing that I'm going to be harvesting in the next few days are seeds. Um, I've got a lot of mullion seeds that are there and poppy heads that are drying out and I guess I could eat those as well and the nasturtiums um, seeds that you can pickle like capers I've got hundreds of those I'm selling quite a lot of those flowers to the restaurant and they use them as edible flowers on their meals and salads and what have you Here's some of the seeds that look like capers and they taste like capers as well. And I'll probably dry out some of that chamomile for teas and lemon balm. I'll dry a load of that out. I've got some wormwood over there. So I'll dry some of my herbs. So I've got those to harvest. The rhubarb's done really well this year and grown on three or four times actually each time we get a, a warm spell got some more poppy heads here to harvest and they were really nice black ones and we've had lots of eggs which we've frozen a lot of the eggs and um and put some babies as well so if there's many cockerels in there, we'll be harvesting those too. And what else have I got? Maybe this way. I've got lots of cabbages which I'll be making in sauerkraut. And hundreds of different types of squashes. Literally hundreds of them. Which are coming on. I've got spaghetti squash, I've got butternut squash. I've got weird types of fancy pumpkins and I've got crown prince squash. I've got fennel over there. I'll be harvesting the seeds from that and drying them. And um, all the leeks and cabbages and swedes that we've got growing here will probably stay in the ground until I want to eat them until they're ready 
all these fennel I'll be harvesting the seeds from those and the beans have just not come on this year didn't really get enough time because they got knocked back in the frost but we are getting a few now a few tucked away in there look <clears throat> and these cauliflowers and look at those Romanesco I think they're called We'll leave that on the plant until I want to eat it. And one of these geese is going to be harvested for Christmas dinner. A male one. Well, that should be yummy. I'll show you what I've got in the tunnel. So in here I've got lots of calendula, pot marigolds. And I'll be harvesting a lot of their petals. Making them into salves. More over here and drying their seeds like this to grow more next year all the tomatoes i've got lots of tomatoes i've already picked pounds and pounds of them and there's lots more coming on lightning every day so any that are left they will be turning into a rather nice passata, I suppose. I'm putting it in the freezer. Lots more over there. And cabbages, I'm going to turn into sauerkraut. We've got chilies coming on everywhere here. So I'll dry those. What else have we got? If I can get through here, it's like a jungle. my beautiful crown prince squashes and you don't need to do anything to those they just keep as they are you've got a lovely tough skin that will preserve them probably for up to a year if i keep them in a cool dark place the corn seal hasn't done anything there it's right up to the ceiling now and it's got seed fronds on so we might get some corn if we're lucky with the weather but these are my prize crop, definitely. And very soon we'll be getting the, the goats covered so that they have babies in the spring. But at the moment we're still milking one of them. So we've got lots of milk. And I turn that into cheese, and yogurt. These are tomatoes that I'm growing in here for Christmas. If they last that long and don't get blight. Yeah, everything will be used. And what we don't use, we give to the goats and the geese and the chickens. And they get all the tops of everything. And all the waste and all the stuff that isn't good enough to sell goes to the animals. But everything's recycled completely. I'm going to be carrying on growing my lettuce as well throughout the winter keep that going still got more things to plant out here and i've just taken a load of cuttings off all of my currants and raspberries and elder elderberries elderflower take some cuttings off that ready for next year's fruit 
and I'm just about to pot up all these strawberries and all their hundreds of runners ready for the spring. And of course, got lots of big sunflower heads. I'll be drying those out for seed too. So yeah, it's been a pretty good rich season really. All round, I'm really I'm really pleased with how it's gone. We only started planting in April. So we've done ever so well. And we've grown a lot of food. I hope you've had a good harvest wherever you are. And I'll speak to you in a bit, John. I forgot to mention marrows. I've got quite a lot of these big bad boys. So I think it's going to be green tomato and marrow chutney coming up very soon. I forgot to talk about these. I've been growing oats and wheat, which I'm just about to harvest. It was just a small patch as an experiment. And I don't really know what I'm doing with it. And it's all blown down and got battered. So I don't know if all the seeds have come out and I've waited too long, maybe. So I'm going to cut it all off and hang it up to dry, maybe. And see what happens. I'm going to need to do that in the next few days. And then I'll grow twice as much next year and see what happens with that. I planted it here between the two polytunnels so that it was sheltered. Yeah, it's not been overly successful. I thought it wouldn't get battered like that being in this spot, but Irish winds and rain for you. Oh, thank you there, Kate, for a lovely presentation of uh, Hungry Jacks. And I'm glad that some of you managed to catch up with us after the break off of part one. The next one that's uh, coming up uh, is someone I've admired for years, uh, Joanne Lindsay Butler. Uh, very busy woman. Um, she's kind of working organics. And uh, let's get the uh, let's do a bit of publicity here. The organics uh, because uh, wonderful services. At Organics, it's a community garden, but obviously with the uh, lockdown and with the COVID and all that stuff, she hasn't been able to operate actually in the garden. She's had some volunteers recently, but she's ran some incredible online gardening courses that have been very popular. And she now has a job with Change Donegal, which goes into permaculture and general environmental change. Perfect person for the job. I uh, couldn't get an interview in with her, uh, but what I've done, I've merged three lovely little, very short uh, videos. And the first one is like a commercial that she's put together for organics.ie. Uh, and then recently uh, she got herself a new phone. So she's trying out the camera on her new phone uh, over the landscape of a garden. And then for the third bit, this is all very short, but the third bit, a really handy tip because she has a couch grass uh, challenge like we do. And this is how she suppresses that and other competing plants. So I'm going to go over and uh, get this wee video. I'm, I'm sure you'll find this. It's a lovely video, and I'm sure you'll find this very helpful as well. So this is Joanne Lindsay Butler up in a very beautiful part of Donegal.
beautiful day in Donegal today and this is the first time I'm using my new camera on the phone so I got the phone sorted and I'm delighted to be hopefully back using all the apps so and as you can see I've got two great helpers today in the garden down there Paula and Fergal come to volunteer in the garden so we're doing a lot of work. We're clearing out the beds of the weeds and we're getting the paths ready. So yeah, look at that blue sky. And Mount Erigal is looking very nice. So I'm gonna do a few wee updates in the next couple of days. So keep an eye out for that. Um, and as you can see, the garden's blooming away and the produce that we've got, it's nearly too hot to be in the polytunnel at the minute. Hi there, Joanne Butler here again from Organic Gardens, uh, back again for another One Minute Wonder. Uh, this time I'm going to talk to you about using newspaper as a mulch for your garden. Now here we've got our strawberry garden, strawberry bed, sorry, uh, in the polytunnel. We decided that this year would be the year that we plant up lots of strawberries because the kids just go crazy for it. What we did is during the time of uh, planting is we went round the plants themselves with some folded newspaper. And what this did is help to keep the weeds at bay throughout the winter time. We have an awful problem here with scotch grass. But I just wanted to show you, I'm only after lifting this area because I'm going to plant some salads into this gap. And as you can see, the soil has also kept the moisture as well. So it's ready to go in the spring. So using newspaper as a mulch is a great way to keep the weeds down, to keep the moisture in and to limit your work at the end. So just to continue on here, um, it's really to give you, tell you what's coming up. And the one thing that's important, and I started this uh, last week, that uh, we do have an, a new fundraiser going on because the land around us, uh, all 360 degrees of it, is, uh, it's, it's kind of up for sale. And uh, we've had various people uh, come along. Um, and I've got a GoFundMe going um, uh, for this, a land for sale 360 degrees around the Karakori Labyrinth Gardens. And the viewers so far, they've come along, and what they've talked about uh, with this land is building holiday homes. Uh, we certainly don't want those. And uh, they've talked about Sitka Spruce Plantation, turning it into that. And that would be a shame to have and as you'll see uh, from pictures that I've got, uh, this area around here, it's turned into its own natural woodland. This is the actual banner of the uh, fundraiser stuff. So just show you some pictures uh, of this. Uh, this is the sort of thing that's happened. This was actually a bear around here. And uh, with the wind and the birds and the animals, um, They've all brought the seeds in, and very quickly this lovely woodland uh, has built up. And it would be lovely to extend this because the land either side of us, they actually have natural woodland as well. So red uh, squirrel are coming into the area. It would give a bit of corridor for them. Uh, and I just think it would be a lovely place to open up for the people around here because there isn't a facility around here uh, that's like this. So... Uh, this is what we're, all the details are there if you actually go to the caracorycottage.com, go to the fundraiser link, I've done some updates, 
and I explain on the uh, on the GoFundMe. So that's the uh, Karakori Community uh, Woodland, and I was actually in the uh, Sligo Champion. They did a lovely feature. I did post it on the Facebook, um, the full feature, because there's a digital version. And I was, and there I am on this week's champion. I'm on page five. So this is to create a community natural native woodland. And there's another shot of the land. And on this woodland, there's a lovely bubbling uh, river. And uh, there's, uh, there's even a sweat house. There's this uh, kind of sweat house that was converted into a lot of trees all around that. So that has uh, kind of uh, disappeared and uh, turned into a native woodland. Very, uh, very pretty. Nice if we actually have people here on Sundays soon. But we'll limit it, I think, to eight. And it gives, and the nice thing about that is when you've got eight people, it gives people space and they can really contemplate here. But anyway, let's tell you what's coming up on the Sunday sessions since I hit that in the front. Next week, and I hope I don't get bumped off, it's going to be tree sanctuary gathering. It's going to complement this harvest uh, gathering, uh, harvest home. So please attempt to send me your videos or come on live with me or arrange for an interview uh, in the week or on Saturday. And I'll try and feature that's uh, here and so we're going to go into the trees and where do you go for sanctuary where do you go for quiet where do you go for your woodland bathing forest bathing uh send me a, a video or send me a poem we've actually got uh, poems coming in for this already and uh, but contact me to tell me what you would like to contribute and as i say we can do the uh, interviews um so that's coming up It'll be a lot smoother than this one, and we can knit it together. Uh, from the 20th, I'm going to come up with a new banner here. Uh, going to go back into the folklore, and uh, the one that's on the the week after, now what date would that be, is uh, the 20th of September itself. It's going to be Apple Folklore and Avalon Story. So those of you who are growing apples, have got apples, harvesting apples, you've got an orchard, Please send me in uh, some video or come on live uh, to demonstrate your apple harvests. And if you've got poems about apple folklore and Avalon stories, please uh, share them with me as well. Uh, so uh, that's coming up on in two Sundays time on the 20th. So we're going to have a few uh, weeks of folklore after the celebration of this uh, harvest time. You might be saying, well, I'm talking about harvest. What about myself? Well, in the gardens here, I must admit, I kept it simple this year. There's plenty of potatoes, carrots, chard, uh, golden beets, red beets, and um, broad beans. Loads of broad beans have gone into storage, peas. But uh, if you've been on the Facebook, you might remember that I was trying out potatoes in bags, and there were little bags. And there was one with the sunshine here. That's a super value bag. So I emptied the two that you see in the picture. There's a few of them there, but I emptied those two. And out of the super value bag on the right, there was three potatoes. So it wasn't a great yield. But the little one on the left, uh, this was the yield I got out of that one. But before that, I had emptied uh, 
some of uh, a raised bed, and that's a bit better yield. That the the actual cover photograph that you've seen for this show that that's that one. So uh, that's uh, my contribution uh, to <laughs> these. I I didn't have a poem. Nobody sent in a poem for now. But uh, thank you again uh, for the contributors, Trista, Bridget, uh, Kate Burrows. I don't know if you've got any of the Joanne Lindsay Butler. We'll get her again soon. Too important to let her go. So uh, thank you, everybody, for the various attempts of watching uh, Sunday sessions uh, in its three or four <laughs> episodes in one day. Please keep commenting here after you've watched this. I've watched some of this somewhere. I'm going to rebuild this ar archive. I'm going to knit it together like a jigsaw, and I'll put it up as a complete video very soon. So, but meanwhile, enjoy a safe week full of wonder, inspiration, and celebration of the harvest. You're going to be safe and well through this upcoming winter and well enchanted with your ideas. So until uh, next uh, Sunday, play well. and. This time it is bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>